Hey, this is Pastor Chris Garcia from Numa Church, and we're so glad that you tuned into our podcast today. I pray that as you listen to today's message, God will speak to your heart in a powerful way. Today, you know, so many things are going on. I'm so excited that you guys are here today. I really believe with all my heart that God brought you here. And I really believe that he brought you here because he has a plan and he has a purpose for your life. I really believe that he wants to work deep inside each of your hearts. And in February, since it's the month where we celebrate relationships, all right, we have Valentine in the month of February. Every year when we come down to the month of February, we focus on the topic of relationships, all right? And today we're going to be starting a new series that is going to go on for all four weeks of this month called Connect, all right? Can you say that with me? Connect. Okay, that's the name of the series that we're starting today. It's called Connect, all right? And I don't know if you think the same way that I do, but relationships are complicated. How many of you guys know that? Don't look to the person next to you, please. I don't want to get couples in trouble this morning. If the husband looks too hard, the girl's going to be, I knew it, you had something against me, and I don't want anybody going off on anybody today. You know, it's like, it's Sunday, you know, you got to read what my shirt says, trust and chill, you know, just chill, you know, relax. All right, but relationships are difficult. Relationships are complicated, all right? It's not, it's not easy, you know, to, to, to have relationships. And, you know, sometimes you're having a bad day. You know, sometimes you're, you're going through stuff. Some people here in this room are introverts, all right? And introverts are like, just leave me alone. Give me a book, you know, put a phone in my hand. I'll check my Instagram. Don't talk to me, you know, you're taking my space, you know. Uh, some of us are not good at communicating. Actually, what you guys are seeing up here today is a miracle because I, 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 I was shy of speaking in public. I didn't like speaking in public. You know, even now till today, I, I'm sitting there and I'm praying and I'm like, Lord, I have to go up there. Come on, give me an extra boost today. You know, um, some of us are task oriented. So when people come to have relationship with you and talk to you, you're like, I'm busy right now. Hold off. You know, let, let me just finish this. You know, you'll come into a room like this and, and you'll notice things that need to be done instead of the people that are around you, you know, and it all has to do with the way that we're wired. Some of us have had different traumas in our life, you know, and, and, and relationships have become difficult for you to sustain. All these things play a huge role when we try to connect, when we try to connect, all these things are, are, are so important and, and, and none of us have it down packed. I want to let you know. You might see people that are great talking and good communicators, people that are, that are great in public and horrible in private, and others that are great in private and then you put them in public and they're a mess. We don't have it down packed. And that's why I want to encourage you, okay? We're going to be having a relationship conference, all right, on the 18th and 19th of February, all right? I want to encourage you when this service ends to go and sign up. It's going to be a blessing, all right? I'm going to be, you know, with my wife. We're going to have Pastor Carlos Ortiz, which is a good friend of mine, and his wife, Norma, uh, uh, Norma beat cancer, you know, and, uh, and she is a miracle, and she's going to be here with her husband teaching, and you're going to get a lot out of it, you know, and you're going to laugh, you know, because Pastor, Pastor Carlos is crazy. I almost called him Pastor Crazy, all right? <laughs> I actually asked him this week to send me a picture of him, 
And he sends me a picture of back in the 70s with an afro. I'm like, I can't use that. I cannot use that. You know, you're going to freak out the kids, you know. They're like, no. Anyway, so we're going to be having this conference. At the end, go and sign up. You're going to be blessed. It's going to be Friday evening. We're going to go Saturday, okay, to about midday. And then we're going to close it out Saturday night with a big celebration in this place. It's going to be awesome, all right? And uh, I want to encourage you to that, all right? Today's message, all right, I've titled it, Stay Connected. Stay Connected. God wants us to stay how? To stay connected, all right? So what does the Bible say about relationships? Because if we want to know how relationships work, well, we got to dive into the book, you know, we got to dive into what God says, and the Bible actually says a lot about relationships. It's, it's full of stuff, you know, when it comes to relationships. Actually, we have to go all the way back to the beginning, to, to the first book of the Bible. We got to go back to the, to the first chapter of the Bible. And today I want you guys to understand, okay, two main connections that we all have to have in our lives. If we're going to be able to reach the purpose and the plan that God has for us, there's two main connections, two main relationships that we need to have. Come with me to Genesis chapter 1, all right? Genesis is the first book of the Bible, all right? And we're going to read verse 26 and 27. Genesis 1, 26 and 27. And it says this, Then God said, Let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish in the sea, and the birds in the air, over the livestock, and over all the wild animals, over all the creatures that move along the ground. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. By the way, I I love, and this is not today's message, but how it says here, you know, at the end that, He created them male and female. You know, today we have a big issue, you know, that is going on in our world with this whole thing of sexuality and gender and all this stuff. And what, you know, the public school system is trying to feed down the throats of our kids. I want to talk to the parents here real quick. All right. And parents, I I want you guys to consider. I've never said this that I'm going to say from this platform, but I'm going to say it. I want you to consider private education for your kids. Because the public education system is a mess and is becoming worse and worse by the day. Okay? If you invest in something, invest in the life of your children. Let me tell you, investing in a school is more important than saving to take them to Disney three times a year. That's not my preaching today. Come on now. But it's so important. Because they spend more time there than they do at home with you, with the values that you're going to get, give them. And it's not only, okay, the system, it's the conversations that are taking place in the halls, the conversations that are taking place in the cafeteria, in the gym. The Bible says that God created male and female. He, he didn't create 86 other genders, you know, and that, well, I'm this, I'm that. Well, today I woke up on this side of the bed, so I think I'm this. And today I woke up under my bed, so I think I'm that. No, no, no. God is clear, male and female. That's it. 
<laughs> All right? See some people wanting to clap. You can put your hands together for the Lord. Now, when the Bible says here that God created mankind in his image, in his likeness, I want to start off by saying that when it says in his likeness, it doesn't mean look alike. All right? It doesn't mean, it doesn't mean that you're a look alike. What the word likeness means is that you would function like he functions. That you would operate the same way that he operates. God created you to be like he is. So the question is, how does God function? Well, God functions in a relational way. God is a relational God. God is a relational God. I want you to please receive this in your heart. God created you first and foremost to have a relationship with you. The God of the universe created you and I to have a relationship with him. Let that sink in for a moment. He wants to relate with you. That just breaks me down. How can this amazing, so powerful God that the Bible says he sustains the universe in the palm of his hand. You know how big the universe is? They still haven't even found where light stops. They haven't even found all the names of the, you know, galaxies and stars and stuff like that. And yet the Bible says he contains everything here. Man, I thought Michael Jordan had a big grip. You know what I'm saying? It's like, hey, God, God has it. And I want to tell you, you might be going through a difficult situation today. I want to tell you, he has it. He, he, he's got you. God's got you. His grip is big enough to, to hold you, to sustain you. It hasn't gotten out of his hands, whatever situation you're going through. So the Bible says that he created you for a relationship. Why? Pay attention. I don't want to lose anybody. Because God is love. And love doesn't keep love to itself. Love has to give. The Bible says that God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. Love gives. So you know why God created us? Because since he is love, he couldn't keep that to himself. There's somebody preaching there with me back there, so don't worry about it. All right, He couldn't keep that to himself and he had to create someone that would be made in his image and his likeness that would receive that love and reciprocate back to him. Oh, come on. That's why the ones that are bears of God's image, I love my dogs, all right? But my dogs do not bear God's likeness and image. I have a cat at home. ¿Qué travieso es esa gata? I don't know what to do with it. Estoy hablando hasta español ya en the English service. That cat is crazy, man. I have a crazy cat at home. When she comes around, I just lay hands on her. I pray like, Lord, calm her down, please. She thinks she's a dog. The other day, she was playing fetch with me. A cat. All right, I would throw her a little thing from my daughter's hair, one of those, what do you call those little, that little thing that you tie your hair. I would throw it and the cat would come and get it and bring it back. I'm like, have you ever played fetch with a cat before? Like this cat has like a dog identity. What's going on, man? Male and female. No, anyways. So anyways, why am I telling none of those things bear God's image is you and I. You know why? Because we could receive his love and we could give it back to him. 
That's why when they asked Jesus, Jesus, what is the most important of all commandments? He said, well, if you want to boil down everything to one thing, if, if you, if you want to know what this whole book is about, what the whole Bible is about, you don't have time to sit down and read the whole thing. I know you're busy, and I know that you guys are the, the microwave generation. You know what I'm talking about? The ones that want everything now. I'm a type of person that I'll put something for 15 seconds, and I'm standing in front of my microwave. Like, why is 15 seconds taking so long? You know? And if you do not have time, and you want the whole thing in a nutshell, Jesus said it like this. You want everything? He goes, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your strength, all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. And these two things, the whole scriptures, the whole Bible, all the commandments are summarized. Because we are created to have a relationship with Him. So the number one thing for those that take notes in this place that I want you to learn today is that you were created to connect with God. You were created to connect with God. First connection, most important of all connections. And, and I, I want to tell you that when you connect with God, all right, there are four basic needs that all human beings have, and all those four needs are met. Oh, write this down. You know what are the four needs that we all have that, that are very, very important? We have a need for security. We all have a need for security. Why do we have a need for security? Because you need to feel safe in order to be able to trust, in order to be loved. We all have a need for security. God gives you that. We all have a need for unconditional love. Oh, God meets that need. We all have a need for value or acceptance. Okay, and this is very important because your value, your identity is established by God. It's not the world who says who you are. That's the problem we have today. People are going to the world. People are going to other people. People are going to the TV. They're going to, you know, different things to find. And who do you say that I am? Who do you, you know, and only God. It's the one that could define, you know what? You're precious in my sight. I made you in my likeness. I made you in my image. I have purposes and plans for your life. You are who I say that you are. Oh man, and when you hear those words from God, and then you dare ask him, who do you say that I am? And he just speaks to you. He goes, you're my child. And I love you. And you have a divine destiny. And you start hearing all these words. However messed up you are, all of a sudden it breaks you down. And you start to feel accepted. You start to feel that you belong. The issue that a lot of young people have today is with acceptance and with belonging. Let me tell you something. God is the one that fulfills that need. And if you're accepted by him and you know you belong to him, then you're not going to need that from other places because you're already full. So now you're looking to see who you give to others what you already have. David said it like this. Surely mercy and goodness will follow me all of my life. And then he said, my cup overflows. I want the people that are part of this Numa Church family to be walking in an overflow of who God says that you are. An overflow of his acceptance. An overflow of his belonging. I have a lot to say about that, but I'm going to contain myself. 
And the fourth need that we all have is need for purpose, which is significance. We, we want to know that, that, that we matter, that, that, that we are important, that, that we have purpose in life. And, and this is the moment that I, that I want to talk to you guys about our growth track. You see, because we've designed a four-step growth track here at NUMA that is designed to help you discover the purpose that God has for your life. We were in Tampa last week, and we were doing the four steps. The way that growth track works is four steps. First Sunday of the month is step one. Second month, second, first Sunday of the month, step one. Second Sunday of the month, step two, and like that. But in Tampa, we did all four on one Saturday. And when we got to step two, and we were helping people discover the giftings and the passions that they had inside, there was a specific couple that was there. And there was a specific lady that was there. That she just started to cry when she says, I can't believe God has put all this inside of me. And it's been mishandled or misused. She goes, I want to use the rest of my life to walk this way. Man, when she said that, I was like, okay, my trip, that's it. It was paid for. It was worth it. You know what I'm saying? Because when you connect to that purpose, oh man, you know what happens to you? You become indestructible. You become indestructible. Let me tell you something. You want to get somebody out of a situation that they're in? Because the reality is a lot of times we can't change the situation. Give them purpose. And when you give somebody purpose in the midst of what they're going through, you know what? They see that what they're going through is part of what God wants to do in them and through them. So all of a sudden, the enemy came to destroy and to bring you down and say, oh, this situation is just going to overcome you. It's going to destroy you. And in the midst of that, you say, hey, hold on a second. I'm a child of destiny. I'm a child of purpose. So I want you to do your growth track. And I said this in January. February and January are so close together that I'm going to say it again in February. Give one year to God. Just give this year, 2022, give it to God. Do your growth track, do the conference, do all these things. I'm not doing this to keep you busy because I want you in here. No, I want to equip you, I want to build you. And if December comes along and you say, you know what, I wasted my time. You know what, I'll give you your money back. By the way, growth track is free. It doesn't cost anything. <laughs> I'll say it like this. If it doesn't work for you, go find another church. And you tell me where you're going to go and I'll go with you, you know. I'll go congregate. I'm like, I'll put Pastor Max to preach, you know, and I'll just go with you. Because I guarantee you that if you go after God with all your heart in 2022, it'll be your best year spiritually. It'll be your best spiritual year. Can somebody put their hands together for the Lord today? All right. That, clo that clock is going quick, so I'm going to go quick. All right. All these things are met when you're connected to God. And when these needs are met by God, you can answer these questions, listen to this, that have been in the heart of humanity. For some people, these questions have tormented them. Since the inception of time, what are the questions? Who am I? That's a question that we all have. Who am I? Why am I here? Does life have a purpose? Do I matter? And all those questions will be answered how when you connect with God, when you connect with Him. 
Okay, so don't take those questions to people. Okay, take those questions to your creator. Take those questions to God. Stay connected to God. And that's why I'm so glad you guys came today. Because that you're here in this room today or you're watching online today shows me that, you know what, I want to connect to God. I want to connect to what he has for me. I want to connect, you know, to, to what he wants to do in my life. When you connect to God, let me tell you something. You're going to be encouraged. You're going to be built up. You're going to be invited to be part of a story so great. You're going to be challenged a lot of times. All these things happen when you connect with God. You see, personally speaking, I love to walk in intimacy and in connection with God. I love my wife. She's sitting right there in the front row. But my wife and I know something, and we have this very clear. She does not fill my needs, and I can fill her needs. She knows that there's a limit to what I could do in her life, and she knows that there's a limit to what she could do in my life. Because my true satisfaction and fulfillment comes from that relationship with him. You see, I go and seek him in the mornings. I go and ask him, Lord, what is it that you have today? Lord, guide my steps. Fill me. You see, David walked like that in the Bible. Uh, and I want to close this part of this relationship, this connection, this first connection that we need to have with Psalm 42, 1 and 2. It says, as the deer longs for streams of water, okay, so I long for you. That's what David said. Oh God, I thirst for you, the living God. Where can I go? When can I go and stand before him? David was saying, man, when can I go and be with you? Like somebody that is hungry for that connection and that relationship. So that's number one. You connect with God. Let me tell you something. You start having that first relationship in place. The other things are going to start falling in place. Number two, second thing I want you to learn today is that you were created to connect with people. You're created to connect with people. First, you were created to connect with God. Then you were created to connect with people. What did Jesus say? Love the Lord with all your heart and love your neighbor as yourself. Oh man, that, that, now we're going to get to complicated stuff. All right, now we're going to get into a little... You see, if you fast forward from Genesis 1 and you fast forward to Genesis 2, okay, you will read something amazing. Genesis 2, verse 18. Come with me there. Genesis 2, 18. Connect with people. Genesis 2, 18. The Lord God said... Who said it? Who said it? The guy on TV. No, right? All right. The Lord God said, it is not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. I don't know if you caught that. I don't know if you caught that, okay? But this verse is talking about what? It's talking about relationships. It's not only talking about marriage, you know, and, you know, God, you know, finding Eve for Adam. No, no, no. The first time in all the Bible, okay, that God says that something is not good is in that verse. You see, I did some homework for you guys, and I went through some of the stuff. God created the light, and he said it was good. God separated the waters from the land, and he said it was good. God spoke to the land, and the land produced vegetation, and he said it was good. 
God created night and day and he said it was good. God made the animals and he said it was good. God created man and he said it is very good. But the first time that God says something is not good is for man to be alone. Isn't that crazy? We were created for relationships. That's why when you were born, pay attention, you were put into a family. You were put into a family with a dad, with a mom, with a grandpa or grandma and uncles and aunts and cousins. You were placed into a family because there are basic relationships with people that we all need. And listen, that's why the enemy has tried so hard to destroy families. That's why he's tried so hard to get the dad outside of the home. That's why he's tried so hard to, to mess up mom so that she would hurt instead of bring healing and nurturing. That's why he's used, uh, the enemy's used uncles and aunts to abuse, to sort of mark the hearts of children when they're growing. So to say, oh, no, 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 relationships are not good. I don't need relationships in my life. I could do it on my own. Have you heard people say that? Oh, I'm my own man. I got it. I'm doing it alone. I rose to the top by myself. All these phrases and all these things we use because of the dysfunction we've had in relationships. You know, I was listening the other day to, uh, to the radio. And they were interviewing this agency that helps parents that want to adopt kids. And, and, and it was so interesting because what, what they were saying is that the greatest situation that they have with children that are being adopted is not that they were abused. It's not that they were mistreated. Okay? It's not that there were drugs in the home. Listen to this. The biggest issue in the heart of children that are being ad adopted is that they were abandoned. And they were saying to deal with that abandonment, that loneliness, that sadness in the heart. It could take years to deal with that in the heart of a child. And then when I heard that, the scripture came to my mind of when Jesus is on the cross. And it's not the whipping that he took. It was not the nails that went through his hands or the nails that went through his feet. It wasn't the crown on thorns that was on his head that hurt him the most. The only question that Jesus had on the cross was, My father, my father, why have you abandoned me? Because we were created for relationships. And if you've lived like that, Jesus knows what it is to be like that. Jesus knows what it is to feel that separation, that brokenness that comes from loneliness. Oh, he felt it at that very moment. Worship team, you guys could come up.
That's why you could hear a pin drop right now in this room. I want you to look a second. That's why I'm so adamant in this church about small groups. It's not just another program that the church has. It's not another night that the pastor's trying to fill with an activity. No. Is that I know what happens in the context of relationships. When there's true, meaningful relationships, there's freedom. There's purpose. There's edifying. There's building up. I am a result of small group. I am a result of people that looked into my life when I couldn't see anything good inside of me and spoke to me. <laughs> you know, I'm going to brag on Pastor Max a moment because the other day I was in the basketball court. And I was talking to a coach from a team that was there practicing and they connect me with that coach And all of a sudden, this guy says, oh, you know Max Percy? And I'm like, do I know him? <laughs> And he goes, Max went to middle school with me. I'm like, oh, this is going to be good. <laughs> Max went to middle school with me. He had a grill on. And he sometimes would pick on me. I'm like, oh, come on now, bro. I don't want to sit down and do an inner healing here. And he would pick on me sometimes. And when I would get him fight, sometimes Max would come and protect me. But that guy's like 6'5". I was like, how did Max protect you if Max is like 4'11"? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and he goes, bro, he would just grill at the people. I'm like, bro. <laughs> and and, and he, know, he goes to me. That guy is a miracle. And I told him that he is. And his marriage is a miracle too. <laughs> and his children are miracles. And the calling and the purpose of God is a miracle. You see, there was a moment that God put Max in my life. And boy, he was stubborn as an ox. It was like pushing a dead mule up a mountain, man. Have you ever tried that? It's like he was set in his ways, in his mind. I was like, bro, come on, let's do this. Hey, you have something in you to speak to young people. Hey, you have a gift to preach. Hey, you have this, you have that. But it was in the context of what, guys? Relationships. So I want to encourage you. This week, our small group start. It goes for 13 weeks. We have men's groups, we have finance groups, women's groups, prayer groups. We have basketball groups. We have cooking groups. They're not all for you to sit down and learn the Bible. It's for you to stay in relationship with other people because we need it. So if you didn't sign up for this semester of small groups, you're still in time. At the end, you could go out there. There's a list of the different groups. And I'm going to tell you something that's going to sound crazy. But if you go to the first group this week and you don't like it, You don't need to go back to that one. Go to another one the other week. And you go to the other one the other week and you don't like that dude, then go to a third one. Until you finally arrive at a place that you said, all right, this is my tribe. I can hang out with these guys. Because we need that one, two, three people in our lives that know us for who we are. 
that will call us out when we need to get called out. And I want to thank God for relationships I have in my life. I want to thank God for my wife that is there. Beautiful. Man, I thought I was going to be alone the rest of my life. And then God brought me this beautiful woman that is here. Baby, I love you. You're the most precious relationship that I have here on earth. I can see God's love through you every day. I thank God for my children. I'm not going to speak too much about them. I don't want to embarrass them. Thank God for them. I thank God for the pastors and the team that is around me. Because people see this church and see what's happening. It's not a one-man show. Oh, it's a team. And when the team works, the dream works. That's the way it is. And I thank God for men that I have in my life. You have the pictures back there. Uh, Danny, you got the pictures. There's a couple of guys that, that have decided to walk with me. And I want to honor those guys. You see? Right here, I have Pastor Kirk and Pastor Marco. These are some of my overseeing pastors that make sure that I walk the way that I need to walk. These are relationships that are gold to me. Right now, we went to Tampa, and the first night, we just stopped at Pastor Kirk's house. We're like, hello, we're here, and we have our four kids, and we're hungry. We haven't eaten. He was like, all right, let me figure something out. You know? Pastor Marco, I don't even have words to say what that man has meant to me. You guys know him as a great worship leader in Spanish, Marco Barriento. That guy starts singing, and just heaven comes to earth immediately. You know, one day the Lord put him to sing a song over me in the middle of a mall. I was like, we were like outside of a store. He goes, the Lord gave me a word and he starts praying over me, but he starts singing. And I'm like, hold on, this is the guy on the CDs is singing to me here by myself. You know, and then Pastor Larry Stockstill and his son, Joel, his son, Jonathan, they're pastors in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And then we have Pastor Joe. That I don't, he, you just look at the smile and you're like, bro, you know what he's probably thinking. No, you don't know what he's thinking. You never know what he's thinking. But you see those men there, and I'm grateful to God because they've built into me and my wife. These are relationships that I treasure. And I always say it like this we're going to close. You could be impacted by my teachings. And at the end of the service, you could say, Pastor, this message really spoke to my heart. But I could tell you, name me the title of the five messages that I've given you that have changed your life, and you won't be able to give me the five titles. But if I tell you, give me the five names of people that have influenced you and have blessed your life, oh, you have more than five names. Because we were built for relationships we were built to connect with others so i want to close this morning by reading philippians 4 8 i want to give you a focus point why because thoughts always feel actions so what should i focus on pastor when i'm trying to build relationships you said relationships are difficult they're complicated some people are difficult What do I focus on when I'm building relationships? Well, finally, brothers and sisters, Paul says, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, 
if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Those are the things I need to focus on when I'm building relationships. I don't look for the points that we don't have in common. I always look. We can, I could be, oh my. I was going to say something, Lord, just clear my mind. I can be with somebody that I disagree 99%. And I'm going to find that 1% that we agree on and trying to build off of that. I have pictures come to my mind. I'm like, let me just. Whatever's praiseworthy. Whatever's admirable. God created you for relationships. Let's do relationships together and let's do it God's way. I want you to close your eyes right there where you're at. Bow your heads. Maybe I've said too much today. You've laughed a little bit. But God is speaking to your heart. And as I conclude this morning, I want to go back to that first relationship. That relationship with God. And I have a question for you there with your eyes closed, whether you're here at home. How is your relationship with God? Are you connected to Him right now in your life? Or you feel completely disconnected from Him? And today you might be here and say, Pastor, I need to connect with him. I'm desperate to connect with him. I want you to ask him this question. Holy Spirit, what are you telling me today through this message? And take a moment and just listen to him speak to your heart. Right there where you're at. Let the king of my heart be the mountain where I run, the fountain I drink from, oh, he is my song. Let the king of my heart be the shadow where I hide, the ransom for my life, oh, he is my song, cause you are good. Let the king of my heart be the wind inside my sails, the anchor in the waves. Oh, he is my song. Let the king of my heart be the fire inside my veins, the echo of my days. Oh, he is my song, because you are good. a good God. He's a good Father. And today you might be in this room or watching online 
and you don't know that you're in relationship with God. You don't know right now if you're connected with Him the way that He wants to be connected with you. This is a day where you reconcile with God. You might know the Lord and you've walked away from Him because of different situations and things you've gone through in your life. Or maybe if I asked you the question, you know if you were to die today, if you know you're going to be in heaven forever, and you wouldn't know how to answer that. Well, today I want you to leave this room with that relationship with God, tighter and closer than ever before. And you're there and you're like, Pastor, what do I need to do? Well, I want you to come to Jesus today. I want to invite you to come to Jesus. I want to invite you to receive Him in your life as your Lord and Savior. You see, when Jesus comes into your life, the work starts to happen from the inside out. He starts to make the changes. He starts to deal with the brokenness. He starts to move the things that need to be moved and bring in the things that need to be brought in. But it happens when He's inside of you. And the Bible says that today, if you invite Christ into your heart, you're made into a new creation. The Bible says your sins will be forgiven and you become a son or daughter of God. And if you're in the room today or watching and you say, Pastor, I want to make that decision. There with your eyes closed and head bowed, I want you to repeat these words with me. Lord Jesus, today I invite you into my life and I receive you as my Lord and my Savior. Thank you for living a perfect life to be my perfect substitution and paying for my sins. When you went upon that cross and you died to take my place, today, Jesus, I recognize that you rose on the third day to give me eternal life, which I receive right now in my heart. I want to thank you, Heavenly Father, for loving me so much that you send your son Jesus to connect me with you and so that I can live the purpose and the plan that you have for my life. Right now, Holy Spirit, fill me. Fill every void. Show me who you say that I am. I want to walk according to your plan for my life. Thank you, God. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And we all say, Amen and Amen. Let's put our hands together for the Lord this morning. Thanks again for listening. If you liked what you've heard, subscribe to our channel and share it with others. Now, for more content from NUMA and to connect with us, visit our webpage at numachurchmiami.org. We love you and we hope to connect with you soon.